This is a special world report with a friend of Medjugorje. What will you be thinking when the announcement comes out that there's rumors around that Father Pitar, the priest who is going to announce the secrets, has read it? We don't know for sure if we're even going to be told that. One thing we do know is supposed to happen is he will be fasting for seven days. Three days before it occurs, he will announce it to the world. What does that mean to you? It means three days before the secret happens, you're going to be changing your life real quick in preparation for what is coming because you have knowledge of it. Having the knowledge of it makes you act and react to what you can reason out. What do I need to do? Are you going to be running to the stores? Are you going to be looking for supplies? Are you going to care about modernism, consumerism, all these things? Are your values going to change in those three days? You only have three days. What will you be thinking about? What is going to be your motivation? What is going to be your motive? A whole different perspective of the way you're living. Our Lady is trying to wake us up right now so that we change a perspective now and be ready so that it will go well for you. The messages are full of prophecy telling us something is coming. And what is coming? A radical new life. Why? Because Our Lady said that. Our Lady's trying to prepare us now. You want to start preparing when you hear the announcement three days before and start preparing then? She said on June 25th, 2019, I am preparing you for new times. This is the time to act. This is the time to put in motion what you can reason out that you'll come up in those three days what I wish I'd done and what I could have done I didn't because I didn't want to. And you're going to have deep regrets. Are these new times going to involve our cell phones and computers and all this technology? You really think so? If we're going to go to a new time, in reality, for the last 20 years, 30 years, we've been living a new time. So she's not talking about that new time. We're going to rely more on technology. It's going to be on less. It's got to be something different from that. It's not going to be an increasing use of what we use now as a general society across the world. That includes the Internet system. It's a system that can survive only on massive use. This is critical to its success. you got Delta Airlines, many companies, all the way up to the North Pole. They depend on volume of the Internet. The Internet cannot survive with low volume. And the Internet depends on heavy volume, which drives the prices down, which makes it available for everybody across the world. And your cell phones and all the other technology. So what are you going to do when life changes? Reason out through the Hurricane Dorian. We're in the middle of that. It's still moving up the coast at this point. All across the coast of Florida, they were panicking, and they were getting things they don't normally need on a daily basis because their life they live now is not going to be in the new times that he's talking about. And so you'll need different things. 
just like Doran Cumming, all of a sudden we need a generator. We need this. We need food. We need water. There was so much about Home Depot and Lowe's and all these places and the grocery stores, Walmart. Everybody buying everything out. Is that going to be available at the Secrets? You say, well, we're not going to change within three days. Well, look what happened to Florida. Look what happened with the Bahamas. Three-story houses, water that high. The airport's completely underwater. Parts of Obama's not in there. I think one of the islands not even there. Just in a flash. So our life, our daily life, will change. And we can reason that because we have truth coming from heaven telling that to us. We don't know the details. But one thing is, we will have an instant change in our mentalities. And if it's some part of the world, it doesn't affect us. When you go through conversion... You're not interested in consumerism and modernism anymore. So how about all those people dropping off the cell phones, off the internet? You know what happens? It crashes. Because as I said, it thrives by huge volumes. When that goes down, prices go up, more people will drop out, and the system drops. I've told you, I had the third cell phone in Birmingham, Alabama. It just came out. There were 2600 bucks. I had been looking at purchasing from a company a two-way radio system, and then that came out. But, you know, I didn't keep it for one year. I threw the thing away. I disconnected it. I had an aversion. There's something in my spirit said, don't use this system. And that was in the early 80s, maybe late 70s, when they were first experimenting with it. Just look at the secrets as a point of only just conversion by hundreds of millions of people because the purpose of the secret is to bring people to Our Lady and believe it. And once they go through this, they're going to have a disdain for these things. you got to remember, there's a principle. Large production volume brings down prices. Low production volume brings prices up. It's going to price itself out just through conversion. Aside from whatever the secret will be, people will start turning away from it. To be perfectly simple and straightforward. If the internet doesn't have the volume, it is very unstable and it's gone. Can you catch a bus? Can you go get a map anywhere printed? How to get across the country anymore? You can't even travel. People don't even have proper signage up now to get directions. Everything is so dependent on something so fragile, so unstable. That one itself will cause the crash of the culture as we know it. And what are you going to do about your phones? All those thousands of pictures you have that you love, have you printed those out? See, you're dependent on that, on something that's electronic, something you really can't see. All your history, all your family pictures, gone, just like that. You put your trust in something that is of the devil, and you'll have great regrets. We want to go into a clip that lasts about 14 minutes. I'm going to interrupt it here and there. It's Glenn Beck. He discussed some things that are shocking to me. Not that I don't know about it. Not that I don't believe it. But still, it's shocking. And not because I thought it was going to be 50 years from now or even 10 years from now. Just hearing what you're going to hear is shocking. Hopefully to the degree that you'll start changing your life now, not wait for the secrets. Our Lady said that. If you wait for the secrets to convert, it's too late. It doesn't mean you can't convert afterwards. But when you convert, you start reordering your life. You live up what we do here at Caritas. No electronics in the houses. No computers in the houses. 
we're heavily in the mission, yes. And whatever time we have left to propagate that, we'll do it. But we're putting everything transferred into the printed word, manual. You should have your house full of books, full of information. Everything we've written and put out here, you should have a whole library of that because you're going to want to read it. Because it's not going to be available by just tapping your fingers on this little iPod now. You better have backup stuff. You better be thinking now. So this clip begins with the founder of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. A new report is out and it sounds the alarm of brain-reading technology and neurocapitalism. This will be the... This is not fiction or sci-fi. This is actually being worked on. It will... It should chill you to the bone, but don't let it. Because the good news is, it's being developed and all under control. Uh, It's being developed by Mark Zuckerberg. So what could possibly go wrong? There was a report that was released on Friday. And I think it's one that we should talk about. It outlined how in the era of neurocapitalism, your brain needs new human rights. Now, following the recent uh, revelations that Elon Musk's Neuralink is developing technology to be able to link your mind to the Internet, it goes both ways. You're going to be able to access with your mind the internet but the internet will also be able to access you now this is when everybody's favorite good guy comes in mark zuckerberg his company is now funding research on what's called bci brain computer interfaces that can pick up thoughts directly from your neurons and translate them into words Researchers say they have already built an algorithm that can decode words from brain activity in real time. So in other words, you're thinking, hey, I need to uh, Google what this word is or whatever you're thinking. This algorithm can hear your thoughts and turn them into words and actions. Elon Musk's company has what's called flexible threads that can be implanted into the brain and could allow you to control your smartphone, your computer, with just your thoughts. Musk wants to start testing in humans by the end of 2020. Now, maybe, perhaps, just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do something. Now, stop right there just for a moment to clarify this, because we do many things that we shouldn't be doing. We're playing God. And so ladies who said the West has made great civilization progress as if they are their own creator. And that's where we're going. But this has happened in history before. Jesus had to come not at a time when there were Land Rovers and cars and Mercedes. He wouldn't be able to do what he did. And so when man started advancing, building to the sky, the Tower of Babel, and it's interesting that it says Babel, it was broken down. 
It was broken down on purpose because God looked down and says, if I don't stop them, they would think they'd be God building all the way to the heaven. And that's where we are today. This system doesn't stop because we never question, should we be doing what we're doing? And so what God did, he dispersed the language. He broke it down where they couldn't communicate and they scattered across the earth. For two decades, I've been telling you, this Tower of Babel that's been built now is going to be destroyed. That is what our lady is here for. You will see that. The producer Spielberg produced the movie Jurassic Park. In that movie, they're discussing whether or not they should take DNA and recreate dinosaurs. Of course, at the time, you think, oh, yeah, this won't happen. But the dialogue you're about to hear can be applied to exactly what Becca's talking about and these scientists are doing. This clip is the best argument that we're going down a bad road. Gee, the lack of humility before nature that's being displayed here. Don't you see the danger, uh, John, inherent uh, in what you're doing here? Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you, you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well... I I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. You just heard a whole argument against brain-computer interface. Spielberg's script said it didn't require any discipline to attain that. That's what's happening with this situation. They don't even have any discipline. They have no rules. But even passing the rules doesn't matter. They are brought up by the same people who want the science to say, oh, we're regulating it. And that's not going to happen. And the script says, before you even knew what you had, do they have any idea where this is going to go to? How dangerous it is? What the Bible says about the Antichrist? How everything can be overrun? It says, you scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could do this, they didn't even stop to think whether they should. That lacks humility, and that's in the script. Amazing. It's biblical what the script says, basically. i tell you this. The only people who have put the question forward saying, should we do this, is the people who believe there's someone else above us. And if we're not stopped now, we will destroy ourselves. So we continue with this clip. Now, there is absolutely no way to stop technology. It's just not going to happen. Um, well, I mean, unless you're God. Can I just tell you a real quick theory? I don't know if I've said this before on the air. I think I have. Uh, but I'd, I'd ask you to ponder it. You know, when, when God stopped uh, the Tower of Babel from being built, it was the merciful God. And how did he stop it from being built? He confused their language. Because if they could do this, according to the Bible, if they could do this, they could do anything. And God knew that that would not work out well, so he confused their language and they scattered. Well, what is our language? Our language is not English or Chinese. 
Our language is ones and zeros. What's being alluded to is that one and zeros means that we have a binary system on the computer systems. The combination of one or zero could be one 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 zero or zero zero one zero one 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 zero 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 whatever. The combination is what brings up the command of a picture or an audio. Everything is written in these two numbers, which is the language of the computer. So you have bits, byte, megabytes, gigabyte. And so all this really in reality is a language of technology. That's the code to the computers. So the language of the computer is going to be confused. The whole system can come down. And that's what our lady is here for. You're going to see her bring this thing down just like the Tower of Babel. It's coming. So we'll continue with the clip. Confusing our language would stop us from destroying the human race. Because I, I do think this is a real possibility. I want to talk to you about what happened. Elon Musk um, and Jack Ma uh, got into kind of an, a little bit of a spat or an argument. They were doing a um, conference together. And one of them really believes that AI is dangerous. And Jack Ma, it just seems to me to be out on planet 10. He just doesn't see any risk to it at all. But you tell me. I want to just interject. AI, it means artificial intelligence, which is very dangerous. Considering that these two companies and others are advancing and have ambitions, the report warns that your brain is the final privacy frontier, and it may not be private much longer. He laid out how existing laws are not equipped to handle these emerging technologies that could interfere with the rights that are so basic we may not even think of them as human rights, like our ability to determine where ourselves end and machines begin. So a researcher at ETH in Zurich who published the paper detailing four human rights for the neurotechnology age that he believes need to be protected by law. Uh, the researcher said, I'm very concerned about the commercialization of brain data in the consumer market. Well, so am I, but I'm also concerned about governments having the same thing. He said, I'm not talking about a far-fetched future. We already have consumer neurotech with people trading their brain data for services from private companies. He said he pointed to video games that use brain activity and wearable devices that monitor human activities such as sleep. I'm tempted to call this neurocapitalism. So here's what he said that we have to talk about right now. And I don't think you could get anybody in Washington to listen to this. Maybe a few. Massey probably would listen to this. But he said we need four new rights. One, the right to cognitive liberty. You should have the right to freely decide if you want to use given neurotechnology or refuse it. The right to mental privacy. You have a right to seclude your brain data or to publicly share it. Now, I just want you to think about this. We're talking about the only thing that you own, really own, that are really yours, are your thoughts. This new BCI, which is being developed, Musk and Zuckerberg and others around the world, 
will read your mind. Third right, the right to mental integrity. You should have the right not to be harmed physically or psychologically by neurotechnology and the right to psychological continuity. You should have the right to be protected from any alterations to yourself of self uh, that you did not authorize. Now, here's the thing. This is what they're saying. Brain data is the ultimate refuge of privacy. When that goes, everything goes. And once brain data is collected on a large scale, it will be very hard to reverse the process. I want to interject something at this point. These things don't work. We had stem cell research, and then the Catholic Church said we got to do this, and we can allow it if this happens and this happens. None of it happens. Once you do these things, once you open Pandora's box, you can't close it. You can make laws. You can make rules. Nobody goes by it. Look at the cloning. Barbara Streisand has a dog, but two of them. One of them's a clone. What is this in? You can have all the ethics. You can have these ethic committees, but they're put there as part of the system. They approve it. They do it. And they have these pretend regulations we have or self-regulations or government regulations. These four things are worthless. The scariest thing you'll read all day is this report. So how long, says the researcher, will it be until this is co-opted for national security purposes? According to the interview, Samuel noted that Defense Department's Advanced Research Agency, that's DARPA, is already working on neurotechnologies that could be used on soldiers. He said there's already a military-funded research to see if we can monitor decreases in attention levels and concentration with the hybrid BCIs that can read deficits in attention levels and then rewrite the brain to increase alertness through neuromodulation. These are DARPA-funded projects that attempt to do so. Wow. And we're still arguing things like what? That you're born as a man and now you can choose to be a zebra and we all have to... I mean, look at what we're headed towards. Don't you think we should stop and talk about this. There's no need for torture anymore. They'll literally be able to read your mind. There's no need for indoctrination camps. All that China has to do is just implant people with this technology and they can rewrite their brain to be what? A Stepford wife? Don't you think at times? We're talking about the wrong things. Do you remember when I told you about deep fakes? Okay, so we saw deep fake a couple of weeks ago with Bill Hader, and he was doing impersonations of Tom Cruise, and his face just turns into Tom Cruise, and you don't see it as a deep fake. You see it as like, wow, did he, his face just changed. It looks like he He's like got a rubber face and he can make his face look like Tom Cruise. You cannot tell where the real video ends and the deep fake begins. It is absolutely stunning. Now, to me, that's at a position now to where I can't trust my eyes. If you can do that, I, I'm not going to be able to trust my eyes. 
Here's the latest. I've told you that the real problem is going to be the human voice. For some reason, the voice is much harder to uh, to fake than the visual. I don't know why. But they've got the visual down. But we thought we were a ways away from the voice. The first AI deep fake crime has just been committed, and it's a big crime. So law enforcement authorities, AI experts, this program has been warning you of deep fakes for a long time. And we've been warning you that it's going to be used for nefarious purposes first. And it's going to be used by really bad people at first, especially since things are moving so fast. The laws around the world just cannot keep up with it. So law enforcement authorities uh, and AI experts have been called in because a CEO of a United Kingdom-based energy firm thought he was on the phone with his boss. The boss is a chief executive of the firm's German parent company. And so he called up and he said, Yeah, Hans, it's Fritz. I want you to uh, send funds over to our Hungarian supplier. And they're like, uh, okay, listen, it's urgent. I just need you to pay within the hour. How's your wife? Good, good. How's everything? Good. All right. So do you have it? You have everything you need? Yeah. And I need this right away. Send it right away. Okay. Hangs up. The guy is convinced he has just talked to his boss. He had the right tone, the right inflection. He said the right things. He had the same kind of, uh, you know, uh, vocal tics. He was convinced that's who it was. So he took $250,000 and he transferred it over to uh, this Hungarian fund. Then, a couple of hours later, the guy gets another phone call. And he said, look, you just transferred 243000 but it didn't come through. I need you to do it again. So please send this again. Uh, he didn't do it right away. The third call came in and he said, hey, um, can, can you haven't sent it yet. The guy got suspicious because he had verification that it did go through. Uh, and when he said it didn't go through, he was like, well, something's not right here. Didn't say it. Started looking into it. The third call happened to come from a number in Austria. And he knew that the CEO was not in Austria. And so he didn't send any more money, but he lost a quarter of a million dollars. Now, the thing is, they don't know how this guy did it. They don't know who this person is. It was all using bots, and it transferred the money right from the Hungarian account. It went in, and this AI system broke it all up, sent it to a bunch of different banks, I think in Mexico, uh, and they don't know how to find them. And they say, right now, it's a dead case. We have no idea who this was or how they did this. We're entering a new world. Yep, you can say we are entering into a new brave world. The thing is, we're already in it. We're progressing in it. But our lady's bringing a brave new world. And she said that in her message. As I've already mentioned to you, our lady's message says, I am preparing you for new times. All this is coming in a time that everything, everything, everything is aligning with the Antichrist system. 
If that's the case, and Allah says, look at the signs of the times, and it can't be questioned this is an Antichrist system growing, which precedes the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Am I saying that's happening tomorrow? No, I've already said that Allah is here to crush the serpent's head, and then we'll have a period of peace. But man never lets go of what he's invented. He'll come back to that because the Antichrist will resurrect miraculously, even though he has a mortal wound to his head. I don't know if you saw this. If you're a geek, you did. Quantum mechanics is this amazing thing. When a quantum computer thinks, it doesn't think as yes or no. It thinks of both. So it's always both of everything. And it causes the computer to work super, super fast. Well, they found a new quantum time. They now say that computers are going to be able to go forward in time. It has something to do with the theory of relativity. um, And I'm not bright enough to figure all this out. But they're saying that the computer now can go forward in time and do something forward in time so it is beyond instantaneous they're just starting to test this now but make no mistakes we should stop talking about these stupid little things and start looking at what's coming right around the corner we can't stop talking about these things because man thinks he can talk his way out of everything there's no solution there's no answer Yvonne said, and why did he say it? The Satan has a master intellect. We have this all connected to the brain. Brain, computer interface, BCI. This is here, people. And now you just heard about going forward in time because it's going yes and no. It's not just looking, yes, can we do this? No, we can't do it. So the computer, a new quantum time creates can go through all the scenarios on both sides of the aisle of all the equations of how things are going to happen, giving it the ability to go forward in time instead of a spontaneous decision. Only a master intellect thinking to build a tower to the heavens to challenge God can come up with these things. There's no way to stop this. Man has entered into the domain reserved only for God himself, and he's not going to stop. Because it's an antichrist system. And we know toward the end, this was going to happen. You think our lady is here for 38 years for a picnic? No, we are at war. And the antichrist system is here. We don't even have the imagination of what you just heard to conceive that these things can take place and is taking place. And we're in the middle of it. It's not in the future. That the Antichrist system, when he came along, would have the ability to do these things. It's really amazing and shocking. By that I mean the speed of how fast this is coming is shocking. It's paralleling the 40 years our lady's been appearing. That would be in 20 months or so. And Beck said that they're going to have this coming to us by 2020. We're in 2019. Yeah, wow, just like he said. Yes, this is shocking. So how are we going to stop it? We're not going to stop it. There's only one thing that can stop it is to tear down the Tower of Babel. All across the world is nothing but Babel. Our Lady is here. And the woman 
is Revelation chapter 12 to do battle with the Antichrist, who is the incarnate of Satan himself. So however you want to phrase it, however you want to interpret Revelation chapter 12, it's really the Antichrist because it will be Satan. Just like Jesus was God, incarnate, Satan will be incarnate in the Antichrist. And many of the people that's part of it will think they're doing good. Facebook, Zuckerberg, but they are under the influence of really darkness, under the guise of this is good. This is going to help man. No, it will turn on him like a snake. And out of nowhere will come the secrets. And this serpent system will be crushed by Our Lady's feet. That's how big this is. We know God will not violate our free will. We freely are picking up these things and using them. And because of the free will, God can't stop it because he won't violate that. But what he can do is what happens in sports. Time out. A lady's here to kill the Antichrist system. And as a timeout, she said on December 25th, 1999, through your yes for peace and your decision for God, a new possibility for peace is open only in this way. She didn't say maybe. She says only in this way, little children, this century will be for you a time of peace and well-being. How do you interpret all this? The system is here. The Antichrist system is not just the light switch. It is already operating. And it's not five years from now, four years from now, three years. It's within the next 24 months. What happens within the next 24 months? We enter the 40th year of Our Lady being here. The secrets will destroy this system. For what? To give us a reprieve. Because man will go back to this. He's not going to stay this way. And the Bible talks about that the beast will be mortally wounded. Mortal means dead. But it will come back to life. So we know, at least talking about 100 years. But man will come back to that, and then the Antichrist will be here. Well, why is it purpose for a lady to come down here and stop it, and then come right back? Because those people alive for the Antichrist to enact everything he wants to do, very few people will be saved. How are they going to be saved? They're going to look back to us and read about what we did and how it was defeated so that they can survive through the tribulation. And scriptures talks about that God shortened the time for the elect, in other words, for the believers. That's how bad it's going to be. So now we see it. We can taste it. We know it's a reality. And you can't deny, lady said those words, the possibility for a hundred years to be here. Because I'm going to crush this system right now. I'm going to tear it down. But evil will bring it back and resurrect it. Because the Bible says the beast mortally wounded will come back to life. And even the Catholic Church refers to the Antichrist as a system. Not so much as an individual. Yes, there'll be the incarnate individual. But it is a system. Do you realize what is happening in our midst? Do you realize what Medjugorje is about? And you want to go about your daily life? You have to change these things. Read ain't going to happen. Get out of debt. What can you change? Change. What you can't begin to pray to change. Because things that you can do now, you can do it in a couple of three days, maybe a month. That may take you 10 years, or you may never be able to do it. 
We have our words. I'm here to bring you to new times. This fancy, dancy glitter that we have now is a new time, yeah, compared to past history. But I'm telling you, you better get close to the soil. You need to go toward a godly life of the agrarian life because that's what we were ordained to do. We're evaluating right now several things about our mission. What do we need to be ready for the secrets for? I'm not talking about saving things or getting ourselves. We're in a grand life. I'm talking about to help you. Where do we need to be? I will be writing about some things that we're going to make our next changes to be ready to feed when the secrets happen, to convert hundreds of millions, if not billions of people across the world. We've been through several major phases at Caritas, but I've been looking for two years. What is the next phase that we will be ready so that it will go well for you out there? We're not worried about ourselves, not because we've saved ourselves, but our life is full-time in the messages. We see things that nobody else can see. Our lady has shown me many things that's not out there, not discussed, just like this broadcast. How do you interpret Beck in the context of what he's saying in the context of what Our Lady's saying? He just echoed what she said. She has that out there. You have to take some serious steps. This mission has to expand. We need your help, prayer, and your financial help. It's not about money. It's about when we say prayer and financial help, it really means prayer and conversion. It costs to bring that about. We are a massive operation, and we're not desperate, but we're anxious to be in a position that we can be ready for what's coming. And here it is in the next 12 months, 24 months, this brain-computer interface. They're not going to regulate it. It's going to be imposed because it is Antichrist. It's against your free will. And anything against that is satanic because God himself holds it so sacred that he will not violate that. And so with these words, you listen to this several times, enter into. If you don't want to accept it, you start doing your own research. It's there. It's time to be serious. It's time to make solid, concrete decisions and physical steps. We're doing a 54-day novena right now. We're praying for you. We have to launch in our mission new initiatives. We need your help. We'll be laying those out in the next couple of three months. Pray for us because we pray for you every day. We take it as one of our greatest responsibilities as well as a witness to you of what our Lady has witnessed and showed us. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>